welcome to the Festival AF panel here at Big Pine at Blends Winery. How are you? Uh, I'm your host, Mary Upchurch. I'm really excited and we are grateful to have a really fantastic panel today. I'm going to introduce them and then we're going to hear from our panel. So, you know, stay tuned. Before we get started, I want to give it up for Ariel, our bartender here. She's doing a great job. Make sure you tip, please. All right, I'm gonna start from left to right. I'm gonna introduce the panelists and their festivals, and then we're gonna get into some questions. Sound good? Yeah. All right. All right, over here to the left, we've got Matt White from the Oak City Comedy Festival in Raleigh, North Carolina. What's up, what's up, what's up? We've got Jack Asadorian Jr. from the NoHo Comedy Festival in NoHo. Next to him is Richard Douglas Jones from the Memphis Comedy Festival in Memphis. Hello. And then next to him, we've got Charlie Sotello from South by Southwest. Yeah. And who could forget Rick Bronson from Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Multiple locations around the country and Canada. Uh, next to him, we've got Jeff Singer from Just for Laughs. Yeah. And last, last but certainly, certainly not least, from the North Carolina Comedy Festival, Jenny Stencil. All right. How are you guys feeling? We're good. Good? Are you enjoying Great. yourselves? Still hungover. Chilling. Right. You're doing something right then? <laughs> We're good? All right. So the first question that we want to ask you, we want to understand. Tell us, and, and I'm going to go from, um, I'll go from right to left this time. Tell me a little bit about your festival and what makes it so unique? Hello. Or what makes it unique? Why should people apply and go to your festival? Because um, it's fun. No. We yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like a cool place. So it's a... Uh, uh, brought to you by the Idiot Box Comedy Club, which is my comedy club, and uh, it's very large, which I think is a is a cool benefit. So we take 150 stand-up comedians, and then we take about 150 improv and sketch. So if you also do that, that's the first half of the week. It's a 10-day event, uh, but you don't have to be there the whole 10 days. We usually make the commitments for the stand-ups about three days, where they get their shows in during that time. There's some industry stuff during that time. There's some fun events during that time. Um, uh, we, we bring in a lot of different people from all over the place. Last year we had somebody from China, which was super cool. Um, uh, and I, I think there's a lot of advantage to having so many comics in one place where you can really find people that you vibe with and they book places and you can go see them. And so that, I think that's the advantage of my comedy uh, festival. We did bring in industry last year and a couple of people are have their tapes in places and they're pretty cool. excited about their potential. So, but I didn't do that. I've just ran the door, you know. Love it. <laughs> awesome, Jenny. Thank you so much. Let's All right, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I uh, consult for the uh, Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. They have festivals, uh, the biggest one being in Montreal. They have one in Toronto called JFL 42, which is happening right now. They have JFL Northwest in Vancouver, and I think that they have one in Sydney, Australia. Who knows how that might be expanding. But I've been working for the uh, Montreal uh, one for about 20 years. Uh, as a consultant for the programming department with my main focus on new faces, but I do everything uh, with, with uh, both uh, characters and stand-up and, and, and all of the other shows they have. Uh, we don't accept applications. It doesn't work that way. This is more of showcases. We have uh, regular stand-ups that are represented by agents and managers, and we have an unrep component, which is a lot of word of mouth. It's the reason I'm here. I go to other festivals, smaller ones, and, and, and scout and do showcases in other cities. And, um, yeah, and meet other people such as Jenny and the rest of the panel here and finding out about new festivals that are new to me. I went to one in Santa Fe, New Mexico last week, which is brand new, off a contact I met here at Big Pine last year. So uh, it's all networking, which is part of the reason why a lot of you should be here as well, not just for the stand-up and the stage time, which is obviously important, but to network and, and meet new people. So that's, that's JFL in a nutshell. Great. Thanks so much. Rick Bronson. Uh, yeah, I'll just add, uh, being a comedian from Montreal where I got my start, uh, I was part of the festival that Jeff just talked about from its very inception. So we were involved. Does that one sound better than that one? No. Well, I saved it. Um, so I was involved with JFL from a very, very early stage. So uh, I feel like I've had a, uh, a, front, a front row seat to seeing a comedy festival develop uh, to how it can develop. I mean, if anybody remembers Montreal, it started as a French comedy festival, then they added an English component, and now this English component is so large that I'm sure, as you all know, the NBC series Bring the Funny this year 
the grand prize win was to, aside from the money, was to appear just for laughs next year. Um, so if anybody has any festival-related questions in particular to Montreal, I mean, if Jeff or I can't answer them, I think you'd be hard-pressed to get an answer. Um, all right, well, my fest is uh, it's in March, and uh, we also don't accept applications. Um, you know, but... Uh, you know, our fest is unique because it's part of a giant festival, a giant music, film, and, and uh, you know, tech festival. Uh, so we've been trying to kind of um, find ways to get the comedians in touch with the other parts of the industry. And, um, you know, because of that, a lot of great things have happened. A lot of, you know, film and TV projects have come of it. And, um, yeah, that's our fest. Very cool. Thank you, Charlie. Richard. Uh, Memphis Comedy Fest has been around for not quite a decade, and the thing that makes us unique, I think, is that we're a very comic-centric festival. Uh, it was founded and it continues to be run by comics, and, and our slogan is, uh, is, is, all you gotta do is get there, because as soon as you get there, you can put your wallet away, we feed you all the food you can eat, alcohol, drinks, snacks, the shows are great. Uh, lots of fun, great thing to network, and it's been an amazing coincidence that a lot of comics that have done our festivals uh, have kind of just springboarded thereafter. I'm not going to say it's our festival, <laughs> but I'm saying Phoebe Robinson headlined our festival, and the next week, Two Dope Queens came out. I'm just saying. Just saying. Very cool. Um, I run the NoHo Comedy Festival. I started it two years ago because of this festival. I came to this festival, had a really good time. Uh, my family owns the Ha Comedy Club in North Hollywood for the past 32 years, and I grew up in a comedy club. So I had the connections, I put the pieces together, and uh, our, my festival is it's just a fun experience. You get to come to LA. Um, I put a lot of uh, big names on the show, like last year we had Marlon Wayans, Ken Jeong, um, Brian Callen, you know, and, uh, and you guys get to hang out with these guys. And it's a, it's a party. If you guys hang out with me this week, it's just like that in L.A. It's, I want to make sure everyone's having fun and uh, you're making the right connections and having a good time. That's it. Um, I co-produced and co-founded the Oak City Comedy Festival in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's unique and diverse. It's ran by two um, pretty cool comics. Um, you're all right. Uh, <laughs> It's mostly my co-producer. Um, everybody likes her more than me, which is fine. Uh, but now um, it's unique because our main thing is diversity. Um, it's not just in terms of um, black or white. It's like the style of comic you are as well. Um, I think it's uh, some comics don't get an opportunity to showcase what they're capable of doing because they're different to a certain extent. And I think that's one of the things we're looking to do with the festival. And also it's like a springboard to a certain extent. It's a credit to a certain extent. You can use it. Um, we're looking for a lot of up-and-coming talent just to showcase it, to put it out there, to let the world know, hey, we're here, and we want to be known. So it's one of those things. Yes, thank you so much. I want to introduce another showrunner here that just joined us, Geneva Joy from Black Girl Giggles. <laughs> Geneva, I got you. The question, um, the question is, Geneva, um, tell, what makes your festival unique? Tell us a little bit about your festival. Um, I am the director and founder of the Black Girl Giggles Comedy Festival. It happens every July in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, what makes us unique is that, and you guys are festival runners, and I've heard it from other festival runners, that black women are not always featured in festivals, but also they don't really apply as often, too. And so one of the reasons we started our festival was to give them that extra encouragement, like, no, people want to hear your voices, and this is a stage for you. And then people say, well, how is your festival diverse if it's all black women? And that's one of the big things that we fight against is that just because we're all black women don't mean we have the same voice, the same style. Like, we're very diverse, very unique. And people come to our festival, and they come to our shows, and at first they're like, mm. And then they watch a whole show, and they're like, oh, these are voices that I wasn't paying attention to because I was looking at black women as a monolith. So we all get to be, like, be different and be individual. And I also, like, sort of like what you were saying with people who had different styles, I meet so many black women who have styles that are outside of the Def Jam range that don't feel like they have support. And I love putting them on our stages. Like I love the geekier, the quieter that you are, the more you are, the further away from my style, actually, <laughs> you are. I love to put people out there and showcase people. And one of the things that I love about our festival is that we have 
all ages, like 19 to 65, gay, straight, um, femme, butch, single. But like, it's just so much flavor. And I invite all you all to come to our festival so that you can get more talent for your festivals. And it's, we love it. It's a springboard, too. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, so as you can see, we've got a wide range of different festivals, and we're really lucky. lucky. Thank you, Big Pine, for, for having this much industry here. The next question for anybody who has a thought on this topic, um, why should somebody apply to a festival? And is it still valuable to go to a festival if you're not in it? Who'd like to take that one? Get us started. Richard Douglas Jones. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the festival. Let's, let's just be real. I mean, if you come to Memphis, like, cool, appreciate you hanging out. But, like, like going to hang out at JFL, like, is probably going to do a lot more for you. So, yeah, it depends on the festival. Okay, cool, cool. What else? I'd actually argue that sometimes these smaller festivals, like Big Pine and the festivals that, you know, you guys all represent at the table, give you a lot better access sometimes than a festival like Montreal just because of the sheer numbers at a festival like Montreal with the amount of entertainers that are there, the amount of industry. Um, it's a very daunting festival in the respects that you wake up in the morning, you look at your dailies to see what shows are happening that night, and you don't even have a clue how you're going to take in a fraction, a portion of them. Um, so, I mean, uh, not to step on what you're answering, because I, I agree with you, every festival is a little bit different, but I, I would actually argue that you may have better chances and better opportunities of meeting people in the industry, fellow comics, establishing some great relationships at these smaller, more close-knit kind of festivals. That's my two cents. Love it. What do you think? Let's hear some more voices. Um, Why would you encourage uh, comedians to participate in festivals? Even if like, you don't get into the festival, I think you should still go and support comedy just because we all support each other. And I'm pretty sure just by hanging out, some comedians are just meet someone and you're in the right moment, right time, you could book something, you know? Find out what you did wrong, and then uh, just what you did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Go think about what really? you did, Jack. Go, what, did, what did you do wrong? You know, like just get in there and make some friends, dude. Be out, put yourself out there. I love it. I love it. Good. Any other thoughts, Jenny? I, I just think do your research on that particular festival and use your be smart with your money, which you guys aren't. aren't we're not good at that. <laughs> I, you know, it's like I'm gonna spend all my money and go to this festival and do an open mic get something out of it if you go for that experience. So if you don't get into a festival and it's within driving distance of your place, or it's something like this particular festival, which does a lot for people that aren't necessarily the performers that were selected, um, you know, be smart with your money. Because you yeah. can also take a road trip and hit, you know, 100 places sure. uh, and, and get the same advantage. So just be sure you're not, like, I'm going to go to every festival that I don't get into sure, and, sure. And, and lose out. <laughs> you know, don't waste your money until you're making it. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I'll just yeah, add please. along the lines of what Jenny is saying. I mean, and Richard said, let's be real. Uh, if, if you're not invited to a, a one like this or Laughing Skull that accepts 20, you know, 48 comics or whatever, I wouldn't say get on a plane and go to Atlanta anyways to Laughing Skull or go to Memphis or, or North Carolina. No. JFL is a different story. Uh, and it's not to pat myself on the back, but everyone knows it is the biggest one and all the industry from around the world are there. That's different because there, there's... It's 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 enormous. So you could certainly go there and learn because the biggest stars in the world are there. So that's a different story. But to say yes, to, to spend you know a thousand dollars to go get on a plane and go somewhere, that, I I don't know that that's realistic. Sure. But but the good news is there's so many festivals to apply to right now. I mean, there's been such a proliferation over the last couple of years. I just got this list on this Facebook group. I, I, half of them I haven't even heard of, but it's an education for me. So you, sh you should all go on this, by the way. It's, some, it's called face, face, it's, uh, Festivals and Competitions. I didn't oh, make yes. it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. make it. Someone, uh, this colleague of mine did, but it's got everything on there. And, there's, you know, and, and as Jenny said, they may not all be equally great. You have to do your due diligence. But uh, there's, I've been surprised at some new ones that I now have even attended that have been you know, uh, a pleasant surprise. Great. Thanks. That's the comedy festivals and competitions. I think it's a closed Facebook group that you can get into, and it really lets you know when submissions are happening, yeah. when they're closing, and all of that great stuff. Um, good. Next question for the panel. What can comedians do um, to get the most out of a festival? So you're here. Now what? What would you recommend somebody do to really get the most out of the experience? Hang out. 
Go to everything. Annoy the shit out of yep. everybody. Nah. What'd you say? I said annoy the shit out of everybody. Nah. <laughs> when I network. Open up a tab. Yeah. <laughs> Talk. Nice. Be yourself. Talk, be yourself, hang out. Be visible. Love it. You guys are only here for a limited amount of time, especially with uh, the industry folks and fellow comics. Don't disappear off to your rooms. Try to meet everyone here. Try to be a politician. Shake a hand. Kiss a baby. <laughs> if you haven't met myself, we're not shy. Come and introduce yourself. Find so a, find um, a baby. <laughs> Heck, it's a festival. Make a baby. It's a make a baby. Yeah, but yeah, I really. That's what I would encourage. And I say that as from a performer standpoint first. I'm a guy who has performed in festivals. You want to make it work for you. Be visible. Meet as many people as you possibly can. You don't know which contact might end up being that next best contact for you. So use network the hell out of this festival. Love that. Anything else? We're good there. Is the okay? So there is a, there anything that people should avoid doing or behaviors to avoid at festivals? Getting fucked the shit up. out of everybody. No. <laughs> everybody. Getting fucked up. Don't. Um, I mean, you can, but don't like, don't be, don't stage. be like that girl. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, or that guy. Or that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> don't be that girl. Yeah. Oh no, I was just. Uh, I'm with him. Don't get fucked up. Okay. Without me. Um. <laughs> Um, like a lot of times in our respective cities, people who get into festivals might be the big dogs in their respective areas. At festivals, I've noticed even at my festival and other ones I've been to, come down a notch. You know what I mean? Like humble yourself. There are people there who are probably way more funnier than you. And like I've seen people, like even with my festival, which is shocking, like people just kind of come in like bow. And I'm like, girl, please. <laughs> and And like we're here with this mission, but like, Star next to your name. We're not trying to, you know what I mean? Because like people are watching and they're deciding who they want to book and talk to and work with. So just come have fun. Like bring it down a notch. Have fun. Leave some of the the what's the arrogance ego, at home. Ego, ego, ego. Yeah. ego yeah. Also realize that like somebody's always watching. Yeah. Especially like if you if you are in a festival and you've got a lanyard around your neck, you know you're singled out as a performer. You may not think somebody's watching, but somebody's watching you at all times. Good. So, so network, talk to people, don't be annoying, don't be that girl or guy, be humble, um, and network, and get Jack a, a, a drink. All right. Okay. All right. Um, good. All right, you guys, we've got a, a wide variety of, of showrunners here. Um, it's your time to ask some questions. So uh, have you been thinking about your questions? You have them on deck. We'd love to hear from them. You've got their ear. Um, yes, Jasmine Ellis. Oh, okay. I feel like I'm good. I feel like I'm good. I, I don't think Jasmine needs the mic. We watched her last night. I, I do project. Um, so a question I have, I've noticed that a lot of festivals, or a few at least, have an affiliation with the club that's in that scene. How do? What's a good way for a performer to parlay that into later bookings? Like if you're like, this is a city I'd want to come back to, I'd like to feature at this club, how do I... Get, is it this like what would you say is some good advice for turning that experience at that um, at that festival into later bookings that you can come back for? What are some advice you have for that? Are you asking if it's a club venue as part of the festival? Yes. So like just for laughs, famously, there's two local comedy clubs that are always been or have been part of the festival for many. many I'll let my years. spokesperson answer. I mean, I can certainly say this much. I mean, uh, again, just going back to the networking answer I previously gave about the festival, the same thing, same thing kind of holds true about the club. See, I mean, while you're there at a festival, meet the club manager, meet the club owner, befriend the wait staff. I mean, anybody who can say something kind about you after your absence, after you've left, that can potentially open up the door for you when you send that email or make that phone call. That's all going to, it can't hurt. You know, essentially, I always tell people, don't burn bridges on the way up or on the way down. I mean, the more friends you make in this industry, the more people that are going to go to bat for you. I, I also think, th I think Jenny or someone, or maybe somebody else, like Jenny owns She's a club like and runs a thing, and Marshall Charles owns Latin School and runs Latin School Festival. It's probably more in, in line with what you're talking about. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, yeah, I can speak to that a little bit, I think. Uh, 
I appreciate when people come to the festival and I get to talk to them. I watch every single comics, at least one set of every comic. Um, I like an email or a Facebook message within a couple months. Uh, I mean, I get a lot of messages and I don't, I don't care about the first one from people I don't know. Not in a, that's me and I'm sure everybody else cares. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, you're another comic. I'm also a comic. Okay. Uh, and, and so I'm like, all right, well, you know, but if I've seen you and I know you're funny and I know you're coming to North Carolina, I'm like, cool, let me see if I can get you up. Let me, this is another Facebook group to join so you can get another show while you're out here. Um, and I want to help you. I don't know that, I don't know if that's everybody. Uh, I do like that. Don't come to my festival and get drunk and ruin a show and then send me a message trying to get on one of my shows. Because um, <laughs> she's not getting on one of my shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, that happened this year. I was really mad about it. Um, I'm over it now. You can see how over it I am. Uh, <laughs> so, super over it. Um, but I think just maintaining the contact helps. Because I, I put up a bunch of people, gave them headlining shows after... My, fest, my first festival that had come through the festival. I was like, you know, you have to have a reason to come through. The idiot box is small. You're not, this is not going to be your money night, but let's book you and get you up. And, you know, got a couple of newspaper articles for them. I did the best I could. But if you don't contact me and a couple of years go by, I'm like, I can't remember you very well. There were a lot. So keeping that relationship going, is, that was too long. Keeping nice. the relationship going, that was probably it. Okay. I think if you Thank just you, keep, your, if you. You keep yourself focus throughout the festival kill, killing the shows they'll find you yeah. like, I, I, I saw you the first time I'd book you so yeah okay. nice anything else use the mics because it's recording uh, for, the, for the festival so um, good what other questions do you have alright Anthony Davis oh, sorry yeah sorry about that alright so, you know, when we're submitting to your festivals and everything, you know, there's there's hundreds upon thousands of comics submitting and everything. We're trying to stand out. You know, when we're submitting to you, what's something that you look for? What's something that you really want in a video or, like, a, you know, bio that we put on there? What can we make do to make us stand out so we look good to you guys and we, you want us to come to be part of your festival? I know you better, Charlie, because we were on a panel a few weeks ago and we answered the same question. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I'm not sure that we exactly agree, but I think the most important part is good sound. Mm -hmm. um, if you have to, if everyone's watching these in front of computers, if you have to strain it all to listen, you're going to start looking around. You're just, it's just hard to pay attention. So good sound, in my opinion, is much, much more important than good video. So I mean, I just, are you opening up every email that you get? Uh, yeah. You do, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, we don't have submissions, so I don't get a whole lot, but, but yeah. But I, I mean, you know, it's, uh, uh, you can get away with a single camera, that's, that's just not, that's not as important, but, um, but I mean, I, I just can't stress enough. I know so many people, if, if, it's, if it's muddy at all, they're just not gonna listen to it. Nobody cares that much to try to find a gem. You know, I mean, if, if you don't look, if, if your tape already has problems, gotcha. why would they hang with you? Jack, what do you think about that? Uh, great sound, right? Uh, all original material. Don't be a hack. And don't do crowd work in your video. In your video? You do crowd work, I'm turning it off in 30 seconds. Oh, also, unedited. It, when you see a bunch of edits, it, you immediately just don't trust it. You're like, well, this, what's, what's wrong with what you cut out? And just let's wait till you're good Add enough. Add laugh tracks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. Uh, from a technical standpoint, the first thing I'm looking for is a a decent laugh in the first minute. In the first minute, 60 seconds, you gotta get me. If you don't get me in that first 60 seconds, your next minute better be good. For the NoHo Festival, I only watched the first two minutes and 33 seconds. If I didn't like you, gone. So. I watched the um, first, I watched five minutes of it. My thing is, uh, be funny and consistently funny throughout it. Um, if you got, if it's edited to a certain extent, not like a best of real, if you have like the second half of your set is fire to a certain extent, pause it at a certain point and you, you can go from that five minutes. I'm not going to be, I can probably tell, so this is another part of your set. This is not the beginning of it. But um, be consistent throughout it. The more laughs you're getting, the less me know that you've got experience on stage and you're comfortable on stage and confident. Less laughs you're getting, they might be big, but more is, more is better. 
That's I, what I, look say, for. I, I just want to, aside from the technical aspects where what the, these gentlemen are all correct, um, but uh, I really do believe, I mean, we get inundated, inundated with comics emails on an hourly, probably minute by minute basis. I would strongly suggest to even sometimes, that's why I was saying I was so impressed that you look at everything that comes through because we get so much. And uh, I would strongly encourage all of you, as much effort as you put into your comedy and into the set that you're sending us to watch, put that into your letter that's going to inspire us to open up the video and watch the video. If it is grammatically incorrect and poorly written, I'm honestly probably not going to even watch the video. <laughs> I really am, I'm really not, for, it's a personal pet peeve, it bothers me, but catch our attention with what you say with words so we're inspired to watch the video. Go ahead. No, I, I, um, I think, um, I personally watched all the videos that came back for the first two years of my festival. I didn't do all the selection, but I watched all the videos. The things that I hated the, the most that made me want to murder you all uh, <laughs> a lot were like, hey, it's the host talking for 30 seconds about you. No, thank you. Uh, and so then it's you thanking the host. I don't want that. So please start with your first joke. Um, you're much more likely to get into my festival if you start with your first joke. And if you really think about the set that you're putting out there. We all run festivals from different parts of the country, which means we all have different life experiences, but I'm bringing you to my audiences, and my audiences don't know what a bodega is. Okay, so break it down. If, if your all your jokes are about specifically about New York, break it down so that you know that people that haven't been there still will enjoy the joke. So if there's words that you think, oh, they're not gonna know what that is, I'll, I'll, this time when I record, I'll make sure. Because they're not gonna laugh if they don't know what you're talking about. If they can't at all relate to what you're saying, um, that's a, and I, I, you know, I have to say no. Also, your descriptions were like, you know, give us who you are. And then when you don't give us an adult professional description, it's, it's hard to use that to promote you anyway. So those are the things. Jenny, are you thinking in terms of a festival submission or a club booking Both. submission? Both. Okay. Please. Yeah. Got it. yeah. Act, act like this is the job you want, not that you love being funny. Got I it. also love being funny. <laughs> I get it. it. <laughs> Jeff, are you going to add something to that? I mean... I agree with Charlie and, and Jenny. All of them said technically, all those points are valid too. And make sure also to add to that, you know, it's not a, a, a topical thing today. That's because if I see something that's that's topical in the news about the president or politics today, it's not going to play in July, in September. So I, I got to see something that's going to play then, and and, and all all uh, everything. And except I've seen people like you know uh, do ten minutes of jokes about living in Denver or whatever. It's like that's not going to play in Montreal either. But was your question creative or technical or both? Because you asked a question. Oh. Okay. You know, we're reaching out to you. We want to make sure that we're giving you the material. We're giving you the stuff. Right. Listen, that question's impossible to answer because comedy is subjective. So my colleague over there has said you got to get laughs. What does that mean? Laughs to you, laughs to me, laughs to other people. Comedy is subjective. The first to admit that. This is not an easy formula that anyone could bring. Anyone thinks they have an answer here, they're lying. I don't have the answer. It's, now, I have ex we all have experience. I've been doing this 20 years. So I can tell you that if your five minutes of material submission is about, I date on Tinder, just as an example. Not to offend anybody who has material about Tinder here, by the way, <laughs> because there's some of it that is an original topic. But you have to understand that someone like myself and my colleagues and the people that I work with in my programming department see six, seven, eight hundred submissions in a year, in a season, we're seeing a lot, so what you think is original really better be original. I mean, originality, I think, is probably paramount out of all the different factors involved. You really need to be, because I've been doing this a long time. I've seen thousands of comedians over the year. I, I, I sometimes have a good memory and sometimes not, but I seem to have an encyclopedic knowledge of, in the back of my brain, somewhere in one of the lo lobes, like I've seen variations of that theme before. And back to the other point about like why you should why it's okay people think like well i wasn't invited to to, to J jfl montreal should i not go that's a question i get all the time and i s i understand why people are reticent because like they don't feel like they belong but it's good to absorb and learn same thing in new york you're not a regular at the comedy cellar go down and see what the best of the best are doing down at the comedy cellar for example so you get to see through new through osmosis and through immersing yourself in it what's actually original then you can be honest with yourself and go yeah, this bit that I do about whatever topic, it's really, n I, I maybe should dig deeper. So that's a, on the creative point, and there's no map for that, but it's experience. The more you watch, the more you see, because if you're in a bubble, you don't know. 
Nice. Thank you. Good answers. Got one question from Mark Silverstein over here. Uh, and we all want to get our picture. Silverstein, I apologize. Uh, and I'll be right back. We've got lots of time, so we're good. Hello. I was just going to say, if it's not like a dry bar or like Comedy Central like level tape, do you want to see just one camera angle so you know there's like no trickery in the in the tape? Yes. 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 Edited. We don't want to edit it. Be on your iPhone. Good, good audio. Good. I can see it. The lighting's fine. There's no trickery involved. And also keep it clean too. Keep the. I want a clean set. Clean, clean comedy. For the for the submission. Yeah. I don't want to hear the f word. Fucking. Good to know. Yeah. Thank I'm you. not. I'm not submitting right now. Can I just add one thing to that? Yes. I, I, I have mixed feelings about what you're saying. I agree. If if in a five minute sum, uh, submission, yeah. let's say, and that that's what is that? 300 seconds. If you're using the F word and and really using it as a crutch, that that doesn't look good. It, you can can you use uh, uh, foul language? I have no problem with that. But if if it's used, you know, modestly and whatever. But if if it's every rat like machine gun style, that's one thing. But I would never put. I don't put rules on the submission. I, 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 and you probably agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You just not to overdo it, perhaps. Yeah. Got it. Anyone it's disagree sad. with that? No, I agree with you. You, you, agree, you disagree? I agree. No. <laughs> no, I'm talking to Charlie, and I want to get into some conflict here. <laughs> that's our next panel, yeah. next hour. The gloves are off. I very much don't disagree. It's just, but I mean, that's just not, that's just your set. That's just the strength of your set. If you're fucking, you know, using crutches all the time, that's not a good tape or a good set. True. So it doesn't, you know. Yeah, right. fuck that shit. All right, I'm gonna go to Al um, Alvin. All right, and then Kevin, and then we got a question here. You, come, you gotta come up here. Though. All right. So um, you talked about import grammar being important in terms of when someone's sending you a message, you know, along with their video. So I'm wondering, what are some of the things that you like to see in that little bit of copy that people send? Right, if they have a TED talk, should that be in there, or do you just want comedy stuff? If it's just comedy, what are some of the things that make you wanna read the the email? You know, I'm not sure that I know that I'm a I can answer that, but I could tell you that, like, you know, if you're padding it with a bunch of bullshit that, you know, you open for Mencia, like, that doesn't matter. No one cares about that. <laughs> y you know, just just don't make it seem like it's more than it is because everyone in comedy, you know, the bullshit meter is crazy sensitive. So just don't do that. Yeah, for me, it's not even bio-based. It's not about your uh, your credits or your bio or what you've done. It's it's a matter of you catching my attention. What did you say in the first line of that sentence to inspire me to read it? Sometimes it's comical. Sometimes it's very serious. But what do you say to make yourself consider this? Just think this in your imaginations that uh, the people up here and myself, uh, some of them see a few, but still quite a bit, and some of them are seeing hundreds, if not thousands, of submissions, as in Jeff's case. What do you do to make sure that your letter out of those thousand letters is going to be the one that inspires them to open it? Nice. And good grammar. <laughs> good grammar. Got it. Let's take it over to Kevin, and then we're going here, and then we're going to you. And then we're going to you. you got to come up here. Uh, I expect you want them to be moderately brief, not too long. Okay. Uh, the, the letter, the submission letter. I just figured I'd put an asterisk at the end of that because I had a different question, but I wanted to confirm that while I was listening. All right. The other thing, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get involved in a, in a circuit more regularly so I can go around and, and do some better gigs. And I've, I've done a number of clubs. Uh, I've, d I've done comedy in 24 states. I'm having a difficulty finding it. I don't have a manager. I'm my own manager. People tell me. You don't need a manager. I, okay, well, I, I don't know how to get involved in the circuits. I'm trying to do that. Is there anything that you could help me with that at all? Any any involvement? Do you work and send people through your clubs? You know, I like him. Send him to me, or that sort of thing. All right. Who wants to take that one? I ain't got no club. Uh, <laughs> 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 We got various different venues. Yeah. If you want to come back, I'll hook you up. <laughs> but no, um, um, <laughs> I felt like I ain't said nothing. I ain't got so, no clue. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't I ain't booking shit. No, no. I mean, it's just got to get seen. Yeah. It's all about networking, man. It's just club owners talk, comedians talk. The best way to, to do a circuit is to work with another headliner, you know? Open up for him, go on the road, meet the owner. 
then do the baby steps. That's uh, how let, I started. Uh, let me follow up on that. The way yeah. I know Jack Jr. here is we used to book, all right, we still book a female comic by the name of Kate Quigley. And Kate used to bring Jack always with her to open up. And I met Jack several years ago doing that. And now Jack headlines all of our room. Well, you've headlined two, but you've got the third one coming, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's, I recommend that. I mean, here's fundamentally the problem. And I know this is going a little off topic, but... Uh, for club owners, uh, for the folks that do own clubs out here, um, you have to understand, guys, that we do a lot of business with the major agencies out there. It's for us to be able to land the big acts that we need from time to time to put asses in the chairs, uh, we have to get into bed with the CAAs of the world, the UTAs, the ICMs, and when we want a specific act, they might say, okay, we'll give you him, but we want you to book so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. So there's five weeks, seven weeks with that agency. Now multiply that by five agencies. Now you got 35 weeks of your 52 weeks booked, leaving very little time and hard for independents to get in. Um, it is a challenge, but as they were saying, network, stay visible, do what Jack did. If you can tie yourself to the, to the, to the coats, uh, tailcoats of a headliner who's already getting work and that gets you in the door, that is your opportunity to go from featuring for someone and then becoming a headliner per Jack's story. I did right that there. with seven headliners and now I'm headlining 16 comedy clubs around the country. Nice. All right. Be a fun hang. That's it. Yeah. Good question. Use the mic. Let me ask you a question. What's your name? What's your name? Beard. Kevin, Kevin where, 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 where do you live? Where's your main city? Where's your hometown? I live in an RV with a cat. Just to get that on the record. Yeah, I, I never leave. I've been doing it three years. Oh, uh, it's, it's some, yeah. Uh, so he became Kill Tony. <laughs> yeah, I was on that. It was funny. All right. Okay, well, I didn't expect that answer. <laughs> but I would have said, I mean, well, but I mean, I'm going to be very honest with you. It's like you're from a, most people, you, you're an exception have a base of some city so you have a base club be the best at that hometown club and you know i mean I, i've never i've never seen performance not to you but a lot of people you're just i get hear this question and maybe you're just not ready maybe you need more time maybe you should you know, become the best if you live wherever it is you live in birmingham you live in st louis you live in minneapolis doesn't matter they all have these most main cities have a club become the best there and all the other advice that all the, the colleagues said here, uh, you know, of course it all applies. If you can get, you know, Sebastian Maniscalco just produced a one-hour special of his opener. They just did that uh, in Chicago, whatever. A lot of the, you know, and they find people that they give, they give a, ch a chance to. You got to get someone who's going to give you a break. Uh, being in an RV with your cat is a little bit different because you're moving around a lot and you don't have a base. But if you have a base somewhere, become, work that, for, work from the inside out. It's just common sense uh, to me. I started in Colorado. I'm mostly in California now, but I mean, I can't, I'm in an RV. I can't say. Anyway, thank you. Thank Find you. yourself. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. Just a reminder, everybody, use the microphones because we are recording this. We want to be able to play back later. We've got Amir. He bombed at a panel. Hey, good afternoon, panel. Um, uh, some of us are shy, and we, and we, uh, we also know that when it comes to networking with you guys, it's important not to waste time because uh, we know we're, you guys are all very busy. Um, so what's a really effective way to just you know, come say hi, introduce ourselves, and, and exchange inf information and just do it? it. That, yeah, come that. Say hi and introduce yourself. Keep it short. Just keep it easy. Don't no. have expectations well, with it. Might be cordial. It could end be up being a long conversation. Yeah. Who knows? But if you don't make the introduction, it's never going to happen. If you yeah. don't make the introduction, it's never going to happen. Hi, Amir. There you go. Well, yeah, um, most of us are, are working comics, too, and we're just as weird and awkward. So, like, just come up, talk, be yourself, be friendly, and, like, I'll remember that almost more than I remember you emailing me about coming to our festival. Like, just talk. Just, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, maybe don't try to run your jokes on me when we're just hanging at the bar. But, I mean, it happens. It happens. But, like, just be yourself and be friendly and be chill. And I'll remember that. We'll all remember that, right? No? No? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think so. And, and actually, like, I met you on the bus, and I know that you run a nonprofit in the barbershop for the, the reading the books with kid, the, the literacy program. Like, I, I know you live in a van with a cat uh, or a car with a cat or something. I, this, it's cool. I'm a house with four cats, so it's the same. Uh, but, like, those, though knowing those things about you does make you more rememberable and, and it's and it's interesting uh, and I you know we meet a lot of people we like knowing that you're human beings with like cool things about you and 
That's neat. That I think that's kind of the cool okay. stuff. Open with those lines. All right, nice job. Great question. Uh, you got to get to the end of the line. <laughs> what if you have like like a 10-second, 15-second little pitch about yourself? Do you guys like that? No. 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 Uh, be, uh, yeah, be natural. Be natural. I'd rather be natural than awkward. Yeah, but hey, it's already so awkward. what's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we do have a few minutes left, so I want to get through as many audience questions as we can. Eric Helwig. Uh, First, yeah, okay. So for submissions, whether it's for a festival or uh, bookings at a club, how important are uh, things like social media presence and stuff like that? Does that make an effect on, like, whether or not you're more likely to book a comic who's on the edge? Not me. For for somebody else. For either one. I mean, just, like, the idea of, like, yeah. How important is social media? I just it's, be, it's better to have it than not have it, to a certain extent. To me, you don't necessarily have to have a huge following to that extent. If you're funny, you'll find it eventually, or to come to you, just giving you opportunities to get in front of people. But if you don't have it right now, I think we all need it. So if you don't have a, any type of social media presence, it's kind of it's lacking. On just be the active. Professional end. Have it. Yeah. And yeah. Work I, on it. It also it clearly it depends on the festival. For South by Southwest, we don't care at all about your social media presence because we're not selling tickets and that's not what we're trying to do. But I know for sure that it definitely helps. You know, because if people need to sell tickets, they want to, yeah. I I have an addition to that. And this might be me, not other people. So I'll lay that out there. But the first year I did the festival, that was when a lot of things were going on in society that, People were like, oh, women aren't safe. And there was like a bigger uh, awareness of things. So like I did go through 450 people's social media posts <laughs> and see if they were psychos. And, uh, and I'm not saying you can't, I, I know. I, I was like real worried it wasn't gonna go well and I didn't want anybody going to jail at my festival. Uh, <laughs> so, so for me, I wanted to see like, it's okay to be edgy or dark or, or not funny sometimes, or angry, or go through a breakup through Facebook. You can do what you got to do. But there were people that I noticed couldn't get along with other comics in their in their uh, local group, right? Like they're picking fights in their local group, and I'm like, why are you picking this fight with another person that just wants ten minutes? Like, what are you? What are you? What's wrong with you? And so, like, I look to see, are you a problem? And and I don't know if other people do that, but I, you know, it looks like the networks might. Uh, now uh, and and I, and I and I'm not saying that's the right like I I'm not saying I'm get, not giving that advice but I am saying be aware that that's who we think you are. So I don't know. I think you should be doing the vetting for SNL. That's impressive. Um we I we we don't read the social media uh but there's no I'm not going to lie from a club perspective we live in a day of algorithms and it's without question a barometer uh and the the easiest proof I can give of that is a young man that you all know who just came to Canada for his first time for his very first headlining week at our club in Edmonton Trevor Wallace who sold out every show there and it's not because he'd played the market before his first time through. It's because the guy has a shitload of followers. You have a lot of followers, it's going to equate to ticket sales. It's that simple. I think if you're not giving your social media a fair shake, I'm, look, not every guy is going to be the best social media, not every gal is going to be the best social media person, but I think the effort in this day and age has to be made. It's an extent of your CV. You've got to do it. I really believe that. All right, thanks so much. Got another question here. Uh, so, like, with the rise of like cancel culture, like people, you know, being sensitive and maybe going back in time and seeing what other comics have said, have you guys have any advice on like material we should stay away from or anything that you would give advice for us to handle all that? No, nothing is no, nothing's off. To, nothing is ever. <laughs> Uh, taboo, like no, fuck that, no. That's the whole point of the comic. Like you, we're we're supposed to be the window to society. So like, yeah, nah. I would never tell anybody what they can't talk about on stage. All right, Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, I don't agree with that. Um, <laughs> well, look, free, you know, freedom of expression, freedom of speech. Of course, a comic can say what he or she ever wants to say. You have every right to do that. And I said this before, Rick was pointing to me because of the Shane Gillis thing. Shane Gillis was discovered at JFL and he got this 
the SNL showcase and then the screen test and he got, got the offer. I don't even want to talk about him because I have no problem with Shane and personally, I don't want to even, you know, what, what transpired is a whole different issue. But I've said this well before this and before even the Roseanne Barr thing happened and all that. You can say whatever you want to say and then there's consequences, mm. period. So just use your head. We're in an era now where people do look at that stuff all the time. It wasn't like this, not even 10, certainly not 20 years ago. That's where we are now. And, you know, and people think, well, I can say whatever you want because, you know, look at, you know, look at Howard Stern on his radio show. You can say, you're not Howard Stern. Okay, you're, you're, you're a nobody at this level now. I don't mean that disparagingly, but you know, you're just not recognized, don't have that pass, and you don't get a waiver because you're famous and big, and that's, that's where we're at right now. So yes, uh, where's, who, where's Will, you answer the question? Yes, it's a cancel culture. I, I'm not a proponent of that. I think there's maybe some oversensitivity around. The thing with Shane, I think a lot of the reporting was very sloppy and blown out, of, uh, you know, wasn't uh, reported accurately at all. Uh, talking talk about that offline and not to condone what he said not saying that either but I also don't like the way it was reported and and, and look uh, you know I was talking to Rick in the car on the way up here uh, the Disney owned ABC dancing with the stars this ha year has Ray Lewis who was indicted for murder and the victims of the murder victims even said that he knows more than he's giving and he threw away his white look it up and you can look it up online and the white suit he was wearing at the time he threw away was bloodied and all that stuff not the most uh, you know, upstanding person to have on there. Paula Dean, who was accused of saying the, the N-word in some depositions or whatever, they hired her years later after the Food Network fired her. So trust me, there's hypocrisy everywhere. Um, but to your point, yes, you have to be careful. You can say whatever you want to say, but if you also want to say it and just say, oh, you're going to you know, throw away the biggest job opportunity of a lifetime, either you know, Roseanne losing her show or Shane not getting, you know, which is arguably one of the biggest career uh, makers uh, are available today, you know, that's on you. You know, I, I, and again, should we, is, you know, uh, it's happening, it happens to politicians, it's happening to the Prime Minister of Canada right now. It's like everyone has a skeleton in their closet right now. Everyone, you're laughing because you know what I'm talking about if you read the news. And he was accused. Right. So, anyways, go ahead, Geneva. Um, and sort of on the same, I guess I'm in the middle. You can say whatever you want. Like, my whole team is all comics, so we kind of like if you have the balls to say something out there. But we're also watching how you say it. Like, it better damn well be funny. If you're just beating a horse or you're just trying to trigger people or you're just trying to be gross or go for shock factor, I'm worried about you walking my audience. Like, we work very hard to bring in our audience at our festival. And if you're just up there just being gross or shocking and it's not even funny... I'm thinking about that because I don't want you walking my audience. So that's a big thing to me. So if you're going to be bold and take that risk, it better damn well be funny and unique. That's all. Love it. Thank you so much. Want to get it? We've got time for a few more questions. Bethany, question here. I'm Bethany. Hi. Um, Jeff was talking earlier about individuality and comedy being subjective. I'm just wondering, you know, from each of you, what kind of stylistically like lights you on fire or if there's a comedian that you've seen recently that you're like oh yes like what's inspiring to you good question Who wants to take that? Um, my thing is if you're on stage can your personality show through to a certain extent like when you're on stage it's not just being funny are you are you a cool person to hang out with? And I know some I'm I'm socially awkward to a certain extent I don't like people but <laughs> I still I, I, I didn't like him until today. Yeah, I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> but I still have to be in front of them. I still have to get out there. So just because I'm socially awkward, I don't make myself seem like I'm not to a certain extent. So while I'm on stage, you can't tell. You can't tell, oh, he looks fun, he's likable. So if you're likable and you're that type of person, I like to see that. Because that's, to me, that's more relatable than anything else. I think just to what Jeff had just spoken about, there's so many different styles, and uh, I like comedy from various different styles. I like alternative. I like deadpan. I like guys that are in your face. I like guys that are edgy. But I'll say this much. Uh, the one thing that I still look for from every comic is captivate me with whatever your style is. In the first two minutes that you were on stage, captivate me make me want to sit and listen don't make me want to check my phone because it just buzzed or i felt a text engulf me make me want to listen to what you are talking about great all right next question from jess wellington 
yes, I actually I'm glad we were just talking about that because I hear that a lot. You need like you need to be a good hang, you know. And um, I'm not talking about myself. I'm a delightful, but. <laughs> But, like, not everybody's going to get along with everyone, you know? Like, I know Rick's into magic. I don't do that, you know? So. Good night. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> like, do you still, do you book people that you that you don't, do you book people that you don't like or that you don't maybe see to eye to eye? Or how do you Absolutely. suggest they connect? As long you? as they make the audience laugh, I don't give a damn. Yeah, no, I mean no, I, I I mean as far as as far as disagreeing with style, like if if they're able to make the audience laugh, if I don't get it, I'm willing to concede I don't get it. You know what I mean? But if if the result ends up with yeah, people are laughing, who am I? Yeah, again, it's subjective. I may not get it, but you know, an arena full of people laughing their asses off, pissing their pants. Who am I to not book this person? Well, I mean, there's got to be some quality control because there's plenty of comedians who get <laughs>, laughs. On bullshit material, and that doesn't mean I want to give him a stage. Touche. I I think it's going to be different depending on where you're trying to be. Uh, so I will say, like I own I own a small club. So if I hate you, I I can't get away from you. <laughs> <laughs> so why why would I want? <laughs> yeah, like why would I want to do that? And I'm not saying you have to come in and pretend we have the same politics. Uh, I'm saying you have to be a decent human being to be booked at the Idiot Box. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, because like, I'm, I'm there. Like, I don't leave. I watch you. I interact with you. I, and so, like, you, you know, I'm obviously this is, like, bigger clubs, and this is a bigger, they might not have to care if you're a piece of, like, right? Like, because you have to be funny. You have to sell tickets. I do need those things. But, like, if you're going to make me miserable and, like, talk about your wiener for the entire car ride, like, I really... I've seen them. Like I, 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 you gotta lean in. I think. Uh, I'll lean in. Here, I'll no, no, I, I want to be close. I want to be close. Okay. Um, and I think that comes down to professionalism. Like just like at your job, you don't like everybody at your job. That doesn't stop you from getting your paycheck. So like, there are people who come to our festival, who come do our shows. I do not like them. I've heard about them. I've seen things they said, but they wouldn't know I don't like them. I'm not being phony, but just show up, do what you're supposed to do, make the audience laugh, and go about your business. So. I think it's professional. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that. <laughs> Can I add one thing to that? Yes. Um, like, w for the, my festival, by the way, I'm not the sole decision maker. We're on a team. We're about five of us. So there's plenty of people that the festival books that, you know, Jeff Singer individually may not have been the biggest advocate for, but our other uh, colleagues on there did. And, you know, I don't personally have to, it has, doesn't have to fit my style and that's something you should keep in mind. It's not, there's not only, there's, there's it's different people. Just because one person may not like it, even within the same organization, there may be others who do advocate for you, and it's gone conversely for me. I'm going to use you uh, as an example. It's Jessica, right? And we haven't met yet, right? And uh, you, you do a podcast with my friend, don't you, Felicia? Okay. So I haven't met you yet. I've heard good, great things about you from Felicia. We're going to meet after, right after this panel's over. And that's what I'm talking about, word of mouth. And we live in the same city in L.A., and I just haven't had the fortune of meeting you, whatever. And that's, she made a reputation at the comedy store. I've heard some great things that she's been doing, whatever. Now I'm interested. I want to see you. And that's what you've got to be doing. It's like, we'll find the people. We hear about it, word of mouth. Well, I, I mean that. I mean that sincerely. And you, you, you hear about these things. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I will now. You're here. And that's the way you, that should be your attitude all the time. It's just like, it just takes one person who's an advocate, and, and Felicia uh, Michaels is a person I trust as a friend of mine, and that's how it works with anybody. And I can give you, you know, TV examples. Uh, Zach Galifianakis gave uh, uh, Martha Kelly from Austin a role on his TV show Baskets. She'd been around for 20 years or so and wasn't, no one was really paying her mind. He gave her a break. People will give you a break. Not everybody, and you have to be patient, and some happens quicker than others, but don't ever give up, and, 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 and to the point... Uh, uh, Richard, uh, that you were making also, it's like don't ever think, don't ever phone it in wherever you're going here. I was in D.C. and I did a show, I'll end here. I was in D.C. at a showcase that I did and there happened to have been the, the Big Hunt Comedy Festival that was going on simultaneously. I walked in, nobody knew I was there. People recognized me because I wear this hat, but I tried to go in the background, whatever. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, Jeff Singer was here and I just popped in. But a lot of people, you go there, they'll phone it in because it's a, little, it's a bar and all that. Take every time you're on stage seriously, especially at a festival. Like you said, you never know who's in the audience. 
Yeah, and were at, this is a good example. Look, Jeff knows you through Felicia. We met at the comedy store with with uh, Shuby. I think was Rogan there that night. It was a whole bunch of us back there. And, um, but that's came from you being visible, being in the moment, being in the scene. So if you're not at a festival, hang at your local comedy club, like Jeff was talking about. Get to know the fellow comics. Get to know the, everyone you can. Anyone you meet and reach out to in this industry, you don't know what's going to happen to them. They could end up being a very important person that could ha- help you get to that next level. Yeah. So. That was a great real-time example of everything you're talking about right here. Boom, boom, boom. Nice. Um, I'm going to take our last question from Xander Beltran. Hey, uh, so just in terms of a submission clip, um, do you guys want just straight material, or can it inc- include like crowd work, uh, stuff uh, like that? You, well, you're late, huh? You got here late? <laughs> yeah, I, I came here a little late. You're he so late. late. Go yeah. sit down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just hit it. No, I don't like crowd work. We at covered all. that at the beginning okay. of the class. All right. Yeah, no, I'm gonna yeah, counter no, no. conflict at the end. I'm gonna counter. Well, I feel like counter. sometimes you, you crush a little. You crush harder when you're when you're making like contacts in the audience, and you know what I mean, working that into your material. But uh, I guess it's. They're right. You shouldn't be doing it for a five-minute showcase tip. You're right about that. But there are comics like like Judah Freelander, who is a master at crowd work, and he's turned his whole act into that. So it's not saying that you could not develop to be someone who has that style. It's probably more of an anomaly. And for a five-minute showcase set, probably not. For a 20-, 30-minute submission, that's different. But you got to think within the parameters. So I got a question um, that's playing off of that. How do you decide what's crowd work and what's not? Talking hey, where to are you the from? audience. Hey, where are you from? Okay, well, just like questioning and stuff like yeah. that. Okay, okay. What if you're leading them? Like, you know, a lot of crowd work you do, you have to lead them, get them a question, but you already have everything the answer? they have. Well, you're going to do the joke anyway, right? Well, yeah. It's so don't ask the question. Right? Like, give me an example. I ask people if they're together or something in the crowd. I'm getting them in, into a joke I'm having, but it doesn't matter what they say. I have a response to everything they say. That's okay, so that's, that's there you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good <laughs> stuff. Geneva, did you want to add on to that? Yeah, with the crowd work, um, if, if it works, some audiences like it. I know I pay attention to if it's mean crowd work. Again, I'm very protective of my audience. So if you just like hone in on somebody in the audience, I am not. No, I would not allow that. All right, um, we do have one more question. I just could not let this go without letting uh, Corey Michaelis have a question. Hey guys, Corey Michaelis from Seattle. (laughs) Uh, This is for uh, Charlie and Jeff. I know a little bit about JFL Montreal. No submissions, but how to get in. But JFL Northwest and South by Southwest, since you don't take submissions, you're here at a festival. What other ways are you seeing comics? I mean, you know, I'll go to a city and spend a week there and see every show on the schedule that night and then every open mic. I was just in Portland a couple of weeks ago, so watching literally three shows a night. And, you know, at first I just kind of go in there. I'm hanging in the back of the club. Eventually they, you know, realize that I'm there. And, and, uh, and then you start talking to every comedian. And if every comic starts mentioning, oh, you should see this person, you should see that person, right? You know, I've got all of my notes. So I'll just spend a week there. Then you hear who everyone else respects, you know, who everyone else thinks is great. And then you get to see almost everyone there. So you just kind of do that. Just, just, you know, if everyone in your city likes you, if you rise to the top of your city, almost all of us are going to hear about you. If you're in Austin, Denver, Seattle, I mean, all those cities, if you're one of the best, we'll hear about you. Well, you asked about the other. I mean, uh, JFL 42 and, and Northwest is 99% booked by agents and managers' uh, stuff. And, or, you know, Wanda Sykes is headlining. She's bringing in her own. Per- it's, it's, it's a consumer festival. They're consumer festivals, not discovery festivals. Montreal's the discovery festival. So unless you've already played Montreal, it's not going to happen for Toronto and, and Vancouver. That's m- more or less how that works. Do you need an agent uh, or manager? Do you need an agent and manager? That's such a loaded uh, question and a good question. That's a, you it's just a made good me think question. Of it. For what? Are you talking about for Montreal? For uh, anything. For all it, of it. Look, I, I, I don't want to drag this on. We're past three here. I got asked this in Santa Fe last week. And I'll be, did you, somebody else want to ask this? I'm talking, I don't want to dominate the, the conversation. You've already answered it once. Um, <laughs> look, 
everybody wants an agent and manager. Let's not kid ourselves. You want an advocate who's a professional, who has all these connections. Who wouldn't want that, of course? But I can tell you from many years of experience, people who have the agents and managers, you wind up having, it's, it's an old adage I use. You're your own best agent, your own best manager, your own best publicist. And you've got to hustle and do the work yourself even when you have the representative. And especially if you don't live in New York or LA, Chicago maybe a little bit, but if you don't live in one of the two big cities, it's really, really tough. So, and, and even when you live there, it's tough because it's highly competitive. So, but now, and I, and I try to use by, illustrate by example, uh, you know, with online and with YouTube and Facebook and IG and all that stuff, I mean, I was using an example of Andrew Schultz. He was a new face from years ago. This guy's huge. He's putting out his own special right now. He's got a YouTube following of like a couple of million. He was helping his fellow comic, uh, Giannis Pappas, uh, record a, a special, whatever. And he did it by. Selling out theaters and he's selling out theaters and clubs, and he did it by himself. Doesn't mean to say that everybody is capable of doing that, but it's it's inspiring to see that someone like that did it on their own. There's a lot of comics who, who are able to do it on your own with the resources that you have now at home. And then agents and managers see that because a lot of the time they're just get, you know, they don't want to do the, the grunt work. They get lazy and they're like, well, let me grab, one, you know. And, and the last little thing, I'm sorry, but the social media thing is, yes, of course, you can't, it can't be ignored. It's the last thing that, that, that's something that Charlie and I look at for that. We want to see the performance first. But to make it in this business, like Rick said, it, 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 is a, it is a metric that can't be ignored. But it doesn't always mean everything. And I used the example of Variety Comics to watch. That year they had this uh, Southern Mama comic that totally backfired. <laughs> and Variety picked him because he had multi-million followers or whatever. But, you know, we'd be ignorant to say it doesn't mean anything. For new faces level, which most of the comics in this room are at, it doesn't mean much. No, it doesn't. It, you know, it'll, you know, because if you, if you have millions already, you're already at a level where agents and managers are already paying attention to you just for that reason alone. But we're looking at, like, what are the goods live on stage, just naked on a stage in a room. That's what's most important, and that's what you should all be striving for. Good stuff. Thank you so much. You guys, we've heard a lot of really good advice. Um, I think we heard, we heard some really great tips um, and even some things that were conflicting. So I'd really recommend, as the festival goes on, uh, strike up a conversation with one of these people. And thanks to Amir, now we have a really good format to do it. Like, be genuine, be yourself. Um, so, again, I'd like to thank you all for being here. Um, thank you, Mary. Thank Mary, you. guys. Mary, Mary for hosting, man. Mary. 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 Great. All right, we'll see you at the next event. Thanks, guys. Bye bye.